Okay. Hello, besties, and welcome back to another episode of Healing Sin. Today, Shavana is here, and she's going to talk about her pregnancy and how she's managed to be a single mom. And yeah, so you can introduce yourself. Okay. I know. She reminds me of my eight. What I don't know how to say. It. She reminds me of how I was when I was like five or six years old. So it's like exciting to see her growing up, becoming like her own person. But at the same time, realizing we got a lot in common. Like <laughs> we have a lot in common. We got good taste in music. She loves to sing. She loves to dance. She's like a drama queen. So like, she's always acting. She always got this, like, dramatic scene that she got to do every single time with everything. And then she can be shy, too, when it comes to people that she don't know, which means, like, she needs to be surrounded by people that makes her comfortable. So I sing and dance with her to get her into more of, like, her zone so that eventually one day she won't be this little shy girl and she can spread her talent out to everybody without having to get, like, anxiety or something. <laughs> Girl, we get her mom ain't shy. It's like, damn, they should be shy. But I'm gonna be like, do it. Just do it. Just <laughs> right. Do it. You, know, do it. you know, just do it. That's how I am now. So I'm kind of like, you know, just pushing her into, you know, being the best her that she can be. So, you know, that starts with me. <laughs> yes. So, um, me and Shavana work together, um, and along with Portia. So, I feel like Siobhan is just like the free spirit wild heart because this girl is feel she's like she doesn't care. She has no filter, <laughs> but she is so funny. Um, and I know like when uh, we were when we used to work together, you kind of told us like a little bit of, about, you know, when you got pregnant and, and how that was for you. So do you want to share? Yeah. Okay. How old were you? And so I was 22. When I found out I was pregnant, I was a college student, and I'll never forget, it was Tuesday, February the 14th, <laughs> when I found out I was pregnant. So, that Friday before, mm-hmm. I would not have taken no type of pregnancy test unless I had went to the doctor's office. Like, I didn't want to know nothing about nothing. Like, I didn't even think that pregnancy was, like, on the table. So... I went to the doctor for my physical, mm-hmm. and you know how the doctor asked that question, you know, when was your last menstrual? I gave her that day that they looked at me. She was like, you're going to have to take a pregnancy test. And in my head, I was like, okay, okay. But in my head, I'm also like, it's Friday. Like, I'm going to have a good-ass weekend. If you're trying to find out they pregnant. Like, I'm not trying to find out. I was so in denial. Like, I was so in denial. Like, I just was like, you cannot be. You cannot be. It's no way. So I was aware, like, you know, they'll reach out to me if I was. So that Friday, didn't hear from them. During the weekend, like I said, I'm not trying to find it out. I didn't even check my my chart for my results. Like, I'm like, no, they're going to have to tell me that I'm pregnant for me to actually believe it. So the weekend went by, and, like, I didn't have concerns until, like, that Sunday I was cooking. 
And I seasoned my meat and everything. I started gagging. I was like, damn, I don't I ain't never done this before. But like I said, I'm in denial. Ain't nobody trying to find out I'm pregnant. <laughs> like, I'm just in denial. I did not do anything. And then like, here we go, Tuesday. So here's the crazy thing, because like, I went to take my pregnancy test on a Friday. I didn't find out till Tuesday, which was like kind of strange because like I should have been calling me, I should have been said something. But here's how I found out: I was in class, didn't even have my phone on me. So when I got out of class, I had two missed calls, a voicemail, and a text message. Now two missed calls came from the doctor's office and from my mom. So then my mom texted me and was like, you know, hey, the doctor's office called me. Is everything okay? I didn't know what answer to give her at that time, so I'm like, I don't know yet. Let me find out and call back. Now, the reason why they call my mom is because she's my emergency contact. Mm -hmm. But the gag is, my mom is a nurse for the company of the clinic that I went to. So just not that she didn't work at that location, but she works for the company. She's a nurse. Mm -hmm. So she knows when you get a phone call from the doctor's office, it, it's in regards to needing a follow-up from something. So she wasn't, she wasn't stupid. She knew like, what this girl up to? What she not got up to? So before I could say anything to her, I just called back. Now this time I'm walking home from class. Like I said, this was Valentine's Day. So I had plans with my friends. Like we was gonna do dinner, have some wine and do all the other type of stuff. But yeah, I, I called back. He was like, you know, hey, I'm returning a phone call. They was like, yeah, Miss King, well, we've been trying to contact you since Friday. And I'm like, damn, man. <laughs> Like, for okay. she's like, you've been wanting to let you know, like, you know, you're five weeks pregnant, your pregnancy test came back, and the doctor wanted to see you with the follow-up, and I'm just shaking at this point, I'm just shocked. I, I was not even, like, worried about nothing, I was shocked. I was like, you've been trying to run away from this, and your head is, and that's your answer. So, like, I wasn't ashamed or, like, afraid to tell nobody, like, I immediately put it in a group chat with the friends that I was about to hang out with that day. Like, y'all, I just, I just found out I'm pregnant. They thought I was joking. They were like, what? Like, mm -hmm. for real? <laughs> I was like, no, I'm for real. Like, I just got off the phone with them. Meanwhile, my mom, she sent me another text hello. So I'm like, damn, I'm not going to tell her. Like, okay, here we go. So I think, like, the hardest part was, like, telling my family because of like the circumstances of getting pregnant for one i wasn't in a relationship mm -hmm. so i started off like a single mother like i just knew this was going to be something so i wasn't more so worried about becoming a mom i was more so worried about being a single mom like my circumstances because for one my parents were married when they had me so mm -hmm. like i was always under the impression like i'm not gonna have kids because i ain't got no man you know so that's the only thing stopping me from feeling like I was going to be somebody's mom because I'm not even nobody's wife yet. I can barely keep a boyfriend. So, like, you know, we're not going to have no kids no time soon. But the fact that it happened, I was like, okay, here we go. You know, here we go. You know, let's, let's, let's do this. So I feel like at that time, too, my faith in God grew a lot more because I started feeling like, certain decisions that I was making was based on signs that he was giving me or like things that he was telling me that I didn't want to think that was actually him telling me mm -hmm. or things like that. So that's kind of what helps me into like making the decisions I made about like how to, how to go about my pregnancy, how to handle certain people, how to do certain things. I was just sitting back 
talking to God, listening to it. Now, the circumstances, like with me telling her father, that was like a whole different story because it was kind of like mixed emotions. <laughs> like, excuse me, I didn't want to like have him thinking, oh, I'm either keeping this baby to make you mad or piss you off or am I having this baby to keep you around? You know, so all I, I told him from the get-go, like, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. But me, I'm going to put my big girl panties on and I'm going to, you know, because I've never went through anything like that. You know, no pregnancy scares, no abortions, no nothing. So this was something I felt like happened for a reason, regardless of the circumstances. And then, like, telling my family, they also kind of, like, helped me with that decision because, for one, I felt like telling my daddy was going to be the hardest thing. But it was my mom who was a little bit more on the side of, like, you know, you have a baby with somebody that I don't even know like that, you know, whatever it case may be. And then you got my dad, on the other hand, like, so, you know, he don't got to, you know, he'll come around if he wants to, you know. I know y'all not together, but... Eventually, I'm going to have to have some type of relationship, you know, if he wants to be involved. But other than that, if that's your worry, don't let it be, you know, you have to be a mom, you have to have a family that supports you. So hearing that from him and also my grandparents, who are very, like, high standard as well by the Bible, they're very religious. So they weren't really concerned about, they weren't more concerned about the fact that I had a child, like, out of wedlock. But they were like, you know, if you choose to get rid of the baby or whatever the case may be, that's something that is like more regretful works yeah. or whatever. So I had took that and I was thinking, you know, God was telling me, if you, whatever decision you make, one of them, you're going to look back and regret. Like, you're going to wonder, like, what if I wouldn't have done that? Or what if this and what if that? So that was another sign. I was like, okay, I know the regret wouldn't be from keeping her. So okay, let me let me take that and run with it. So like physically, my pregnancy it was like the most easiest thing. Like it was the easiest experience. Like so smooth, so easy. I was on hospital bed, like talking about this all over again because it was just that easy. Like thank God, but I felt like the only negative space was just trying to wrap my brain around like situations, like. Mentally, I felt like I was alone. Emotionally, I felt like I was alone. Like, I started questioning friends that I was surrounded by, mm -hmm. like, outside people. That's why I was saying, like, how do I want to go about my pregnancy? Do I want to tell friends that catch up with them, um, that try to keep up with me on social media, or do I just want to keep it within, like, the people that know? Mm -hmm. Certain people I would see, especially when I went back to school, because, like, I found that I was pregnant during that year where I was like, this is going to be my year. Like, I'm going to travel. I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, I was single. So I was like, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to just do what I want to do. Like, just have fun. I had a I had a trip planned, like, a month after finding out I was pregnant that I had planned months before finding out I was pregnant. So I was like, yeah, 2017 going to be that year. But being pregnant, it kind of, like, slowed me down. And... One thing I could say that I'm proud of myself for doing was not being too distracted by, like, the situations that I cherish my pregnancy enough to say that it went smooth or to say that it went went real, real, real well because I had that other side of me, like, asking God, you know, I know right now my, my, my energy sometimes could be negative. I know, like, 
sometimes I can go off on people, say how I feel, let somebody know when they got me messed up. And I know my actions might show anger a lot, but please don't let that affect what I have going on with the fact that I'm about to be a mom. Please don't like, don't allow that to affect her in a way, you know, mm-hmm. because she's innocent, you know, my baby's innocent. So I was keeping progress with my pregnancy a lot, you know, taking pictures of my little bumps and everything like that. And I think the reason why my daughter came out to be so outgoing and like myself is because I was singing, I was pregnant, I was playing music, letting her hear certain stuff, and I was dancing sometimes, you know, just to keep myself in that spirit of remembering who I am as a person, no matter what I'm going through. So I had my daughter. Like I said, I found out I was pregnant in the middle of the semester, and then I had her in the middle of the semester because the summer went by, and then we back in school in October. But I felt like it was so nervous to me because like now I'm back with all these people that have known me not to be pregnant. My big ass around. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> trying to hurry up and get to class before I see somebody else. Be like, hey girl, where you been? Like this is where I've been, you know. Mm-hmm. So. I wasn't, it was like just a month and some weeks until, you know, I had her where I just went back to school, like, nothing happened. Like, two weeks after having my daughter, I went back to school, I went back to working, and I feel like that's when, like, the depression really, really kicked in. Mm -hmm. Like, to the point where I went to my therapist thinking that it's just postpartum, but now she's like, no, baby, you're depressed. Like, Postpartum ain't got nothing to do with this. Like, you're depressed. So, I started thinking to myself, like, you know, why do I feel like this? And the reason I felt like that was because, like I said, I felt like a lot of stuff was just falling down around me. But at the same time, I'm, I'm reminding myself, like, you have a daughter here. You know, this girl is so innocent. She is so beautiful. Like, Keep singing to her, keep letting her listen to this music, keep talking to her, keep letting her, you know, even while I'm going through stuff. And I feel like that was kind of like the hardest part about motherhood for me was like trying to get myself together mentally, emotionally, and spiritually while having this little baby to take care of. And being depressed, like my situation was everything because for one, like I said, during my pregnancy, I felt alone in a little way. Like I was still in school. I was hanging around friends that I'm no longer friends with, you know. So I felt like alone. I felt like I couldn't really talk to people about how I genuinely felt about everything because I didn't want people looking at me like, oh, you know, judging me for feeling how I feel or taking how what I'm saying or how I'm saying it out of context and making it something that it's really not <clears throat> because... There was a lot of, like, you know, drama that I had to deal with as well when it comes to having a baby by somebody that you're not committed to or in a relationship with. So it was just so much going on around me to the point where I just really could not focus on one thing. Like, at a time, everything was just, like, thought about here, this thought, that thought, that thought, that thought. So it's like, I broke down. I finished school, but I didn't go back. Uh, right away to get my degree like I took a break and it, it was a lot as well to like even have to just go back to school immediately after having like that was hard too because it's like sometimes they get the rest like they get to chill they get to spend time with their baby before like six weeks or whatever until they ready to get back to doing it with me 
That's like I had to get up and go back. Yeah. Like, so getting up and going back was kind of like just not having time to grasp it all was like where I felt like the depression started kicking in because I did start back working as well, but that depression took a toll on me. Like, I had to quit my job because I didn't want to be there. Like, I don't want to be here where spiritually I'm somewhere else. So it's like I felt a little dead on the inside, you know? Then after I started working, I spent months just walking inside, like, just with my daughter, you know? Sometimes I zone out till I hear her crying. So it's like, okay, now let me gotta get up. Let me get home. Let me do this. Let me do that. And thank God for that village, you know. Some sometimes you know I have a week to myself. Sometimes I have a weekend. Sometimes I have a few hours. Sometimes I have a few days. And I cherish those times alone because, like, now I get to cry. I get to like pour my heart out. I get to get down on my knees. I get to really do that now that. My daughter's not here to feel that energy, you know? So, a lot of that kept me going until, like, I started pulling myself out of, like, that depressed phase. Like, started back working, started back. And then even at that time, like I said, I felt alone without having friends, you know? So, God started reconnecting me to old friends, like, childhood friends that I might have with my separate ways with, and now here we are reconnecting, we catching up and stuff like that. Then I'm meeting other people like you, you know, other friends that I get to like hang out with and stuff like that. So it took a while for me to get get into that. Okay, bitch, you're wrong. <laughs> and then at the same time, you're outside of just being a mother. You're you're, you're that bitch as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times when we become mothers, we lose ourselves. Yeah. Like, we don't keep up with ourselves no more. We walk around with our hair ready, biting on my nails, you know? Like, getting smaller, not eating as much, catching anxiety attacks, just just everything. You start to lose yourself. But when it comes to your child, it's like, okay, I gotta get up, I gotta do this, I have to do that, I have to do that. So then it's like that light bulb click, like, just as hard as you go for your kids, you go the same way for yourself. Right. A lot of times we be like, you put your kids first and everything like that. But it's harder to put your kids first than it is to put your, it's easier to put yourself first. Because if you're not at your best, you're not going to be able to give your best to your kid. <clears throat> like, she see that you got an attitude, you can barely say something to her. She's not going to start talking to you no more. She's not going to say nothing no more. And that's how I check myself when it comes to being a mom. Like, and then I start thinking of like, when I start thinking of like reacting bad or you know saying some stupid stuff, I be like, no, because I don't need her looking at this and feeling like I might respond this way to her or you know whatever the case may be. So it's like it starts within yourself is what I learn. What I'm learning now about motherhood, being a mom, it's like it starts within me. Like, in order for me to be the best mom I could be, I have to be the best person that I could be. And being depressed has told me that because, like I said, once I started seeing my daughter, like, being so happy, being so positive, you know, times I'm just sitting there zoned out. Now she'll just come up to me and hug me, not even knowing what the hell she doing. Like, you know, I love you, you know, and not snapping into it. Like, okay, you know, okay. Sometimes I check myself as well because when you have a daughter, like, our age, they say they can see little stuff and then they make a comment like, oh, mama, I was going to tell you this, but you seem frustrated. It's like, 
So then I was like, okay, well, in order for me to be that, like, I just have to be the best version of myself. So, like, a long time, I get a lot of that for a single parent. Like, I get a lot of that because I got... So who's your village? My village is my dad, my parents, for one. My siblings, they show up, like, real hard. And as much as, like, my child's father and I have been through... He's a village as well, and he also has family members out of there as well. So it's like a lot of times, you know, for a single mom, like I say, I do get a lot of a long time. Yeah. Because most times, I don't have to ask anybody to keep her. I got them calling my phone asking, can they keep her? Mm-hmm. So it's like I have to keep in rotation who asks for her, <laughs> who actually have something planned for her and stuff yeah. like that. So it's like, hey, and then she likes it. You know, yeah. she enjoys it. Mm-hmm. She, she be at home all the time so like she can go where she want to go she get excited when she ready to come home she'll come home so it's just that so it's like even when she's gone I spend a lot of time to myself like most mothers they be going out they be probably up under other men but this one I'm at home watching shows I've been reading some books I don't want to target Mm-hmm. I done, you know, I done, I've been doing what I want to do. And when I hang out with my friends sometimes, we go out to eat, like, whether we want to wind down or we just want to go somewhere and try something new. Like, I cater to myself a lot now when she's not with me so that when she is with me, she can see how important it is to do what you want to do, have fun and things like that, you know. And I'll be telling, having her know, I think about her too, because she come home after her little weekend. I want you something. I got you something. You know, yeah. I might have brought all this for me, but I got you something <laughs> too. You know, and we'll go. You know, so that I've been maintaining being a mom just by really, like I said, soul searching a lot within myself. Yeah. And then, like I said, the more that I see she likes to do certain stuff, encourage her. You know, oh, you like to sing? Okay, let's start singing. You like to dance? Okay. You know, schoolwork, you know, that's a challenge sometimes, like getting her to do things that are like more important, like getting her in the habits of eating certain food or not being so frustrated when you don't know what this means or you don't know how to spell this or say that. Like, it's okay. Like, just challenge yourself. Keep, keep, like, that encouragement is what kids need the most. So it's like, you can't encourage them if you're not encouraging yourself. Right. So that is like what I'm learning about motherhood is like keeping yourself first most of the time. Because you do have to put your kids first in a lot of stuff, like with our schedules, our routine. But I'm speaking more so from like a, a mental perspective, like from a take care of you so that you can keep taking care of her kind mm-hmm. of thing. So it's kind of like 50-50 as well. But like I said, you, you were here first. So it's like now... You have to keep pouring into this person, but you have to keep making sure what you're pouring into them is pure. It's something that you will be proud of them for doing and things that you can, like, comfortably support, you know? I didn't feel like that was a bad thing because I always feel like you've always cared about, you know, so much. Like, I mean, obviously you're her mom, but... The way you ride for Janelle is like you don't care about nobody else's feelings mm-hmm. but your daughter's mm-hmm. and what's best for your daughter. 
So how was that whole thing? Like, how long did you go without talking to him? And how long did she go without seeing him? And do you feel that that actually helped to where you guys are now to, you know, have a better relationship? Girl, I, I used to cook off. <laughs> but like I said, starting off, there weren't any emotions involved. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever emotions there was that was thrown out the window, like, before responsibilities, like, really took in. Right. So, anything after that was more so of a, like, F you, F you too, you're not capable of this. Or it was, like, more of, like, a mental thing. Like, just arguing over, like, the type of mentality one would have or how the other one is handling a certain situation. So, it was easy for me to cut that shit off. Because at the end of the day, it was like, okay, well, you're not worried about what I'm worried about. Obviously. So, bye. Let me do this by myself. Let me show you that this shit don't happen in a good way, regardless of what you got going on. And I used to show that. And surprisingly, what I didn't know is, like, you know, I was kind of, like, being spied on in a way. So, it was like, tabs are being kept on me, regardless of if I was communicating here or not. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't really know too much about that. But when I did, I started taking advantage of it. Okay. You got people watching me. Let me post when she go on. Let me let me do this. Let me do that. Because you you obviously you're wanting to know for a reason. Yeah. So I kept that in mind too. You know, okay, he's doing this for a reason. So let me give him more reason. Let me keep showing you like, you know, not only am I doing this the very best I can, I'm doing it with your child without you. So it was like it took it took that separation for him to come around. And then, like I said, that's where I started blaming him for everything. So sometimes, even if he did, like, try to come back, I still push his ass out. Like, no, forget you, because remember this, you know, I still close that door on him, even if he was knocking. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said I took part in that, too, because some stuff I just didn't know how to let go of. Yeah. Like, some things I really did want him to hold himself accountable for. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, okay, well, if that's not what you're going to do, then go. Because if you don't do that, we're going to keep going through this. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to keep going through this with a child that I decided to have and to keep and right. to do right by. We're not going to do this. Mm-hmm. So come back when you're ready. You know? And then sometimes when he came back, I didn't think he was ready. So there could be other reasons too. And that did play a part because one, it let him know I'm not with the bullshit. I don't care how crazy I am. I don't care how quick I'm I am to slap you, your mama, your whoever. <laughs> I'm still about my child at the end of the day. Yeah. I will slap this hell out of you whoever, and I will cut y'all off and still go be a good mother to my child. So once he started realizing that, okay, she's not playing like that, you know, let me let me stop acting like this. And then, you know, he communicated as well. Well, if you want me to stop acting like this, then you need to stop acting like that. So I hear him out, you know, okay, cool. And then, like I said, Seeing the respect that my daughter has for him, and I'm not even around to know like what they're doing, how they're doing it. So just the fact that she comes home, oh, I miss my daddy. I wish I could stay, and things like that. Cause she does have a sister as well over there, so she enjoys all of that. So just seeing that, that was one thing I didn't have to like ever do was like tell my daughter you can't go over there because of this or that. Right. That I I never done that, which like I say I'm proud of because she knew how strong I was because I didn't show her how weak I actually was feeling or things like that. 
So I never had to explain to her she couldn't go somewhere because, <clears throat> like I said, you couldn't or something like that. So she never experienced that. I feel like when she made the little comment, like with my mom, I don't like my daddy, probably because of how I just, um, girl, you know, yeah. how, 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 how dismissive I am of certain things. Yeah. But as far as like, girl, get that call right now. What y'all doing? Nothing. Tell you to put some clothes on and get her back. Okay. Your daddy said do this. She get up in a heartbeat and go pack her bags and get her stuff together. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That's that. That is also it. Played like the biggest part in us realizing it's time to be adults. And like you said about like sometimes telling him like another man would raise him. You know, surprisingly, as petty as I could have been, <laughs> you know, I didn't necessarily say it like that because keep in mind my family, like men in my family. My daughter, to this day, has not ever met a man outside of them that she could be like, oh, that's mama's friend, that's mm-hmm. mama's boyfriend, you know? So, ain't no stepdaddies around here. <laughs> so, and, and because my child's father knows that, he knows that I have the men in my life. So, it's like, if I'm ever getting on him about something and I say something out of context in regards to another man, he knows what I'm speaking on. Mm-hmm. So, when I be like, if it has to take somebody else to show her what a man is supposed to do, or how a man is supposed to make you feel, then how would you feel? You know? Yeah. And he ain't never think oh, she's talking about some random guy. You know, he knows what I'm talking about because he sees the examples, the men in my life that go hard for me. Right. They don't do the same thing for her. And then when she gets around you, because she has these standards from these men, how would you feel to know that you can't meet those standards or you can't you can't keep up with what she's used to, you know? Mm-hmm. So think about that. And those are the type of arguments that we have. Like, you know, and that's why I keep myself accountable as well because just like I get on him about that, I wouldn't want another woman trying to show my daughter how to be a lady no, right. or handle this or handle that. Because, no, you know, she got her mom. So I have the same respect. Like, she has her dad. But sometimes I remind daddy, like, she also got uncle. She got grandpa. She got papa. She got, you know. And one day she will have another man in my life. So that's kind of why I'm picky with men now. Because they have to come hard, like, what we've been used to. So I just be letting him know, like, you know, come hard for your daughter. You know, show her, like I said, make her feel secure, make her feel protected. Of course, she's pulled the hell out of her. But also make her feel confident, make her feel like she's not going to need another man outside of her family to satisfy her or spoil her, make her feel Mm -hmm. like she's wanted. So... Mm -hmm. We still going, we still learning as well. Like I said, most of our problems come from just like, just responsibility because, you know, this parenting thing is new to him and I hope. Yeah. Like this is our, this is our firstborn. So, you know, I can't blame him not much of anything that I can't blame myself for at this point. So I feel like that's what keeps us going with the healthy co-parents now. We are healthy. Here you go. Let's, let's do it. So, yeah. What's something that, like, you feel that you want other people to know and that you would have been told whenever you were? Oh, yeah. If you know <laughs> now what you didn't know then, like, it was a lot of times where I found myself worrying a little too much about stuff to the point where it just happened. And God, like, see? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm it, it was gonna happen anyway. Like it was gonna happen anyway. You didn't have to act like that for it to happen. All yeah. you have to do is just sit back right. and just focus on getting ready for this. 
So I can say like when you feel like you're dwelling on something that you really truly have no control over, just sit back, just control what you can mm-hmm. and talk to God, whether that's talking to yourself, you know, talk about it, just get it out, how you feel, how you work, but don't act on it. Because God eventually gonna come down and give you exactly what you was worried about and tell you like this is why you should never been worried in the first place. So that's the advice I can give. When you think that when you think that something that you're going through is the end of it all, it's not. And that's for something you have no control. Anything you got control over, get up and go do it. You know, because sometimes I get lazy and I think about my goals and I just sit on it. But I sit on them because I'm worried about things that I don't have control over. Right. So it's like, okay, maybe it's not being lazy, but I'm dwelling. So like mentally, just get up and do something. Because eventually you're going to find out why you shouldn't be worried about this in the first place. And would you even be ready for what you wanted that you were so worried about? So let go and let go. Yes, <laughs> let go and let go, girl. That is like so. Because I learned, I learned some stuff from you too, girl. Like, I learned a lot from you too. Because back then, like I said, we met at a good time. Yeah. Like, and I'm so glad that we clicked to where, like, we could talk about certain stuff. Like, we could go weeks or months without talking, and then we get back together and we just literally tell each other everything. Yeah. And you're like, girl, for real? <laughs> yes. And then you're crazy. I didn't yeah, like, like, do something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just nice to know that, like, there are other open-minded women yeah, out here. Sure. Like, we're not hating on each other. We're not being messy. You know, we're not judging right. each other. Like, Just trying to put each other on game. Yeah, we're we'll trying to put each other on game. So yeah. I definitely have learned a lot for me, too, since I've known you. So, yeah. Yeah, girl. Yeah. You kind of help me with my little drama sometimes. Too. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, if we was going through some stuff at that time, we was working together. So yeah, you help me come out with some stuff too. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm glad. I feel like I said that I said before, God puts people in your life for certain reasons. So it's it's it was good to meet you, Alicia and Portia, and all of y'all are great. Moms. Moms. Yeah. It's like we all learn from each other how to parent. Yeah. Like everybody's parenting was like so different, yet we're all yeah. the same. Yes. Yeah, that's why we're so good. Like, we all have to have a Yes, we need to go to Chili's like yeah. that one time and have a drink of wine. So they were like, yeah, we did go out one time, you know, yeah. doing stuff that kids don't even know about. Like, yes, but thank you for coming and, and sharing your story and in a bit. So, thank y'all, besties. See y'all next time. Bye.